Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Scarb Show. I am your host, Andrew Scarborough, and we are live in Salt Lake City. The current date today is September 14th, 2023, and we have a lot to talk about today, so let's get into this podcast, baby. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Scarb Show as we have a lot of stuff to talk about today as we've had a lot occur over the last week so starting off season three we're gonna have a little bit of a short bonus episode um i know i usually go about a week for every episode but this one this week we're gonna do two episodes so why not so we're gonna get into this i had a recommendation from one of the uh supporters of the scarf show recommend that i give up my sports parlays slash bets for each week for the nfl um just so they could kind of you know follow along and maybe make the same picks i do but let's get into those real quick so what i use what i like to use for my you know picks for parlays and stuff like that is called better picks uh you can find it on the app store it's my favorite betting app um you can bet little money and win a lot of money but you got to hit all of them you got to bet you got to bet like a lot of players but so mine for this week, I have five picks to win $200 with a $10 entry with the multiplier of 20x. So for my picks for this Sunday, week two of the NFL season, for my better picks, I have Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the 49ers, getting more than 53 and a half receiving yards. Um, dude's going to pick up right where he left off last week, where he was Brock Purdy's favorite target. Um, annihilating the Steelers, and uh, I think he's going to be just as good with the L.A. Rams, and I'm sure he'll be Brock Purdy's second favorite target behind Debo Samuel this week. So I could see him getting more than that. My second pick is I have Justin Herbert getting less than 292.5 passing yards. Um, that 300 passing yards is a lot. Um, if they didn't get 300 passing yards last week against that shootout against the Dolphins, I don't see why they would do the same thing or something different um, against the Tennessee Titans this week. I think they're going to rely heavily on the run game. Um, don't get me wrong. Herbert's a, a passing quarterback. He likes to pass a lot, but 300 yards, just that's too much, man. So he's getting less than 292 yards. And then for my third pick, I have Joe Mixon running back for the Cincinnati Bengals getting more than 57 and a half rushing yards against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, dude, after that last week embarrassment against the Cleveland Browns, obviously the passing game was not working, so they need to get their run game more involved this week. Um, I think they need to balance it out and because Joe Burrow just looked under pressure behind that, you know, offensive line that's supposed to be better this year but didn't look any better than last year. Um, so they're definitely going to have to get the run game going here. So I got Joe Mixon going over 57 and a half rushing yards. And then for my fourth pick, I have wide receiver DJ Moore for the Chicago Bears, receiving more than 45 and a half receiving yards um, this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, obviously, it was a bad showing for Justin Fields and the DJ Moore duo in the first week as they got lit up by the Packers and DJ Moore only getting two passes uh, from his quarterback, Justin Fields, all week. So I definitely think he needs to get more involved if they're going to win this ball, this ball game against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming off, of course, a win from Minnesota. Um, and Baker Mayfield looked like 
the old Baker Mayfield. He looked like a decent starting quarterback in this league that can lead a team to the playoffs. So definitely Chicago is going to have to get DJ more and more involved. So I have him getting more than 45 and a half receiving yards. And then my last pick for my five pick 200 parlay, $200 parlay is I have Michael Pittman Jr. getting more than 56 and a half receiving yards wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts against the Houston Texans this week. Um, Obviously, Anthony Richardson and Pittman is his favorite wide receiver to throw to. We, that was inevitable last week as Michael Pittman had a lot of catches this week against a good Jacksonville defense. And, you know, the Houston Texans aren't they're, – they're a good defense, but they're not as good as Jacksonville, and they're young still. So I think, I think Michael Pittman's going to tear that place apart. Um, I think – you know, Richardson's going to keep going to him quite a bit. So I got Michael Pittman going more than 56 and a half receiving yards. So that is my bet for this week two uh, NFL parlay bet. So let me know if you agree with me or if you want to, you know, try and bet the same ones as I do. But that's my give and take. Let's hope we can win some money here. All right, coming off those NFL bets, uh, we are going to move into some NFL news that has happened over the week. And the biggest news to happen and the major blow to the New York Jets as their superstar quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, only lasted four plays in his NFL debut with the Jets. And he is ruled out for the rest of the year with a torn Achilles. Um, Huge crushing blow to the Jets uh, that had Super Bowl admirations. Um, The Jets had... Jets fans had admirations that they were going to, you know, finally win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be their savior, finally one of their best quarterbacks they've ever had since Mark Sanchez, so to say. Um, And it all comes crumbling down in a matter of 10 minutes. I mean, Aaron Rodgers went out there on Sunday or Monday night football and went out there and, you know, looked to lead his team. Got a couple plays off, and then on the fourth play, he was sacked by Leonard, uh, linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, Leonard Floyd, and uh, kind of got twisted up a little wrong, and then you could see in slow motion his Achilles just pop. And uh, he got up for a second. Aaron Rodgers didn't look to be in, you know, like pain. He just kind of got up, was standing there with his arms on his, on his hips, and then just kind of fell down and was like whoa what the hell just happened and you kind of knew he could he could tell in his eyes that it wasn't good and that he was hurt and come to find out later he got carted off was ruled out for the rest of the game and then come to find out later that he tore his achilles tendon and that he is done for the rest of the year and possibly could be done for the rest of his career i mean rogers is almost 40 years old and to recover and not only come back from an Achilles tear at that age um, is very tough to do, especially when you're Rogers age and ace. And it's not like you're, he's playing in any other sport. He's playing in football, the most contact sport there is ever known to man. And it, it takes a toll, not only on your mind, but your body constantly. And, you know, when you, when you suffer one of these kind of injuries, you uh, tend to, you know, be a little gun shy and get worried that you're going to, you know, tear it again or hurt yourself again. So you, you, you kind of lose some confidence and that's what comes with the rehab process. It comes with the guilt 
the losing the confidence and then, you know, just the high of trying to get back and be the best you can. But especially when you're 40 years old, that's a lot to endure. Um, not only it's like a year of just rehab, but then you have to come back and get cleared, of course, as well to come back and play. So we might see we might not see Aaron Rodgers ever suit up in an NFL game ever again. And if that is the case, that is sad because, man, the the Green Bay Packers traded Aaron Rodgers thinking they're going to trade their franchise quarterback away. Got all this stuff in return. The Jets thinking they're having their savior. Um, gave up a first round, third round, and a couple other picks for Aaron Rodgers because they thought this was going to be the guy that brings them to the promised land, to the Super Bowl. And it all comes crumbling down before it even begins. I mean, what a crusher to the New York Jets organization. What a crusher to the New York Jets fans. And what a crusher for head coach Robert Sala. I mean, he's the real – he's finally gotten a real quarterback – from being a head coach and it all comes crumbling down right at the last second. So looks like they're back to Zach Wilson. Um, the guy they drafted with the second overall pick uh, in the 2020 draft, just a couple of years ago. Um, obviously Zach Wilson is in his third year. Now uh, his first year, his first two years with the New York jets leading the jets offense was abysmal, especially last year. He got benched a couple of times. Um, during the season so obviously Rodgers came in not only to save the Jets organization but also to teach Zach Wilson and maybe Zach Wilson can prove in a couple of years that he is their starting quarterback but it looks like it came sooner than later as Zach Wilson is now the presumed starting quarterback once more for the New York Jets as Aaron Rodgers is done for the year with an Achilles tear um, they are looking to see if there are some free agent quarterbacks, they've they've been rumored in possibly signing Matt Ryan. Um, Colin Kaepernick has tried to put his name out there. Um, Philip Rivers they've gotten in contact with. Um, and there's other guys out in the free agent market. But those are kind of the big names that I've been hearing lately um, with the New York Jets. But I believe they're going to stick with Zach Wilson for the immediate future, at least for a couple of games to see how he does. But, man, what a crusher for those New York Jets, man. All right, and then after all that big controversy things that happened, I as I mentioned in my last podcast, the controversy, the drama between Kansas City Chiefs and the Chris Jones experiment, um, we now have a resolution in a matter of days as Chris Jones finally ends his holdout and signs a one-year deal, a one-year extension with the Kansas City Chiefs to come back and play for the team. And this is kind of stupid, bro. You literally held out all of training camp, all of OTAs, all the first week of the game or first week of the season just to sign a one-year deal. I mean, come on, man. You, you got to be better than that. If you're going to hold out, bro, make sure you get your money. But, I, I mean, I guess he wants to come back and play. Obviously, Kelsey and Mahomes really want him back because, like I said, he is the pigment, the uh, – the best player on that defense, that KC defense. So they desperately need him back, especially after losing the Lions last week in week one. But, yeah, the holdout finally comes to an end as Chris Jones signs a one-year extension with the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll see how the rest of the year goes for him. And then some weird things that happened uh, during the first week of the season um, that I just barely caught up on. 
that I barely found out was the Los Angeles Chargers during their first week of the or first game uh, last week had AI fans like AI robots watching the game in the seats in the stadium, and it was kind of crazy. If you look it up, if you search up Chargers AI robots, you can see these life-size human robots that are literally look like real humans and move like real humans and do things like real humans. And we're sitting in the stands watching the game. I mean, if that's how desperate LA is to, is trying to, you know, get fans in their stadium, that's bad, bro. Because like I said, I've been seeing some LA games sometimes and it looks like a lot of the other opposing teams jerseys are in the stadium more than the Chargers jerseys are in the stadium especially when you play one of those bright colored teams like the Niners oh my god it, the whole stadium was red um, last year the Broncos uh, the whole stadium the LA stadium was orange um, so if that's their, their their desperation to get more seats in the or fans in the seats then they need to go a different way maybe like you know, lower those ticket prices. I get it's LA, but you also got to make it affordable for people to want to go to games and also want to travel to go to the games. So I don't think putting AI robots as fans in your seats will make up for the difference of opposing fans and charger fans in the seats. So we'll see, but that was very strange to see um, with the LA chargers this weekend. And then also the pure rivalry continues not only with the fans but with the players as the Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers Packers played this last weekend and there's a video of star center or excuse me tackle uh, for the Green Bay Packers David Bakhtiari uh, flipping off Bears fans <laughs> in the middle of the game before he takes he gets his snap off he literally walks up to the line and gives them the bird and then gets to, you know, do, does what an NFL lineman does. But that was hilarious, man. That that rivalry, like I said last week, is not only one of the best in football, but one of the best in sports. And it even runs deep with not only the fans, but with the players as well. They hate each other, bro. So when, you, when you're in the same division and you see each other twice a year, especially when the Packers own you the last couple of years, you know, that rivalry is going to keep heating up. And David Bakhtiari solidified that that rivalry with a flip-off finger to the Bears fans over the last week. All right, everybody. Now time to move on to some UFC news where UFC 5, the new video game, is going to drop here in October. Um, and they have announced their cover, their cover athletes for the new UFC 5 game. And the new UFC 5 cover athletes will be the one and only Alexander Volkanovsky and Valentina Shevchenko will grace the cover of the new UFC 5 game. And then also Israel Adesanya will cover the other uh, deluxe edition cover. So we have three athletes, three UFC fighters cover, gracing the cover of this new UFC 5 game of of course, UFC 4 was one of the biggest games and one of the most popular UFC games. So UFC is bound to be even better. And this is great to see because Alexander Volkanovsky, man, he has been killing it, bro. He has been winning every fight as of recent. Um, he is one of the superstars in UFC, one of my favorite fighters. Um, so well-deserving, of course, 
Um, and then, of course, you have Shevchenko, who's one of the best women fighters in the UFC, who is one of the, you know, most recognizable ones as well. And then, of course, Israel Adesanya, who is the face of the UFC. Um, of course, he's going to grace the cover of the Deluxe Edition. But, you know, some well-deserving athletes, and I'm excited for this new game. I hope this new game is going to be great. I mean, the graphics look awesome. Um, I've heard they're adding, like, Muhammad Ali as a playable character in this uh, new UFC 5 game. And then other famous fighters, not only in the UFC world, but in the boxing world as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun game to see. I'm excited for this game, so we'll see what happens with that. All right, now moving into the baseball world, the MLB world, where the craziest kind of two big huge things that have happened over this week. First off, superstar pitcher for the Texas Rangers, Max Scherzer, who they acquired over the trade deadline this year back in August, um, has officially had some kind of injury in his arm, and he is officially done for the rest of the season. This is a huge blow to a Texas Rangers pitching, um, what do you call it, pitching staff, as they already lost their superstar, Jacob DeGrom, um, earlier in the year, and now they lose their other superstar pitcher in Max Scherzer. So what two huge blows, especially right before the playoffs with one of their best pitchers that they were expecting to be, um, getting them in and moving into the playoffs and kicking butt in the playoffs. And this has one of the, been one of the best teams in baseball this year and one of the you know World Series favorites. And it's starting to look like the Texas Rangers are, you know, falling apart now. I mean, they're losing a lot of players. They haven't been playing too well as great, um, but I still think they get in the playoff spots. But this just totally kills them even worse, um, as Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in the Major League Baseball world. And, man, it's going to be a tough road in the AL for the Texas Rangers because teams are loaded going into these playoffs. Of course, you also have to deal with the Houston Astros, um, who are, you know, a huge uh, team that won the World Series last year. You have the Toronto Blue Jays. You have the Baltimore Orioles, who have just been nonstop hot over the last couple of months. Um, you also probably will have to deal with the Tampa Bay Rays, who are always a threat to make it to the World Series every year. Um, so it's going to be a tough road, especially now that Max Scherzer is gone for the Texas Rangers, and, whew, man, I feel bad for Rangers fans, man. They're they're slowly falling apart day by day, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what the impact is. I mean, they still have a pretty good pitching staff. Their best pitcher now, starting pitcher now, is Nathan Evaldi, the former Red Sox, who was, you know, one of the best pitchers on the Red Sox pitching rotation just a couple of years ago. So I think they'll be all right. They got a good lineup, but, man, it all depends on pitching, bro. Pitching wins World Series. Of course, more runs do, but, you know, you got to you gotta hold your opponent to less runs than you have. So, obviously, pitching wins World Series. And then speaking of the Red Sox, they have now just fired their chairman, their GM, uh, just today, um, earlier this morning. His name is Cham Bloom, um, was just fired, and – I can't say this isn't, uh, you know, a good move for the Red Sox because it's a great move for the Red Sox. I have not been a fan of Chan Bloom ever since he came in. Obviously, his first big move when he was became the Red Sox GM 
was trading away superstar outfielder Mookie Betts to the Los Angeles Dodgers for Alex Verdugo and a couple other pieces who seem to be, you know, kind of working out. Verdugo is one of my favorite players on the Red Sox, as I am a big Red Sox fan. Um, and then we also have some good prospects that are coming up from that trade. But, I mean, really, it's just been a, a bad a bad three years since he's been in. We Or, excuse me, four years um, since he's been in. He's only had one winning season since he became the GM of the Red Sox. And we almost made the World Series that year, but... Of course, he brought he did do some good things. He brought in Kike Hernandez and Trevor Story, but those kind of seemed to not be working out. He overpaid for both players. Um, Trevor Story, of course, is still on the team, but they just traded Kike Hernandez at the deadline to the Los Angeles Dodgers again. Um, and I've been saying this whole time, man, pitching, pitching, pitching. The Red Sox need pitching. That is their biggest struggle. They, you know, they score runs, but they give up 10 times as many, man. I mean, it's just been an abysmal year up and down year for the Red Sox this year and over the last couple of years as like I said they've had three of four three out of the four seasons that Chan Bloom was the GM for the Red Sox we're losing seasons and it's looking like this year is going to be one too as they are eight games back from the wild card spot with only about 15 games games left to go so I doubt they're going to make the playoffs um but yeah man pitching 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 they really needed to go get pitching I kept saying it at the trade deadline and the free agencies. Um, I mean, just come on. And then another stupid move that I didn't understand was getting rid of outfielder Hunter Renfro, one of your best power hitters um, for Jackie Bradley Jr. just a couple of years ago. And neither one of those players is on the team anymore. Um, that didn't make sense. So he's had some controversial moves over the last couple of years. And then, like I said, not getting pitching, which you need most. Chris Sale can't stay healthy. Our bullpen was atrocious. I mean, you brought in Kenley Jansen, but he's up and down always. You let Nathan Avaldi go, one of your best starting pitchers on the team. Um, so I just don't understand what Chan Bloom, what his vision was for this team. Um, of course, we're going. We have, like I said before, we have a lot of young prospects, but like you said, they're just prospects. Prospects could either be really good or really terrible. So you, you almost luck out. So you got rid of all your good players for some potential prospects that might, may or may not be good. So we'll see what that what the future holds for that. But I agree with the Red Sox, man. You just you, you gotta go in a different direction. And Cham Bloom just wasn't the answer for the Red Sox. And we'll see what they do in the future. We'll see who our future GM is. And hopefully he will go get some pitching more than overplaying for players that we don't really need. We have a good team. Go get pitching for me, please. All right, everybody, we are going to move on to our last topic of this podcast. And this subject is a little bit touchy and a little bit out of field. You know, I don't really like usually talking about this stuff. But uh, Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested over the weekend for domestic violence charges um, stemming with his girlfriend over the weekend. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but the Houston Rockets are now looking to trade away Kevin Porter Jr., uh, citing the recent incident that has happened over the last weekend. And you know what? Honestly, I, no one's going to trade for this guy. He was a problem from the start, and he was a problem in Cleveland when they drafted him. I mean, he played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, if some of you don't know. Um, he was drafted by the Ca Cleveland Cavaliers, played a couple of years there, and was, you know, kind of a headache there. I mean, he had 
his personal problems with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, he sat out some of the season because of problems with coaching and not agreeing with the coaches. Um, you know, was like just kind of went away from the team eventually. Um, he got caught up with a like a weapons charge back in 2020 with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so, you know, that was just all a mess and turmoil. And eventually the Cleveland Cavaliers traded him to the Houston Rockets the next year. And uh, he's been a great player when he actually plays. And, you know, this is a young team, the Houston Rockets, a very young team with a very bright future. Um, obviously, they had a horrid season last year, but like I said, they're very young. Um, I don't believe anybody on the team is really over 30 years old. But Kevin Porter Jr. is a great player, but, you know, he's not worth a distraction, man. No, and no player is worth a distraction in any sport, man. If you're, if it's especially a distraction like this and something as serious as this, um, you're just not worth it. And honestly, if I was the Houston Rockets, no one's going to trade for this guy, and if they do, you're, you you deserve what's coming next. You deserve what you get if you trade for this guy. If, if you're a team that trades for this guy, you deserve what kind of problems arise in the future um, for him. And I, I get the potentials there, but the potential is not worth the distraction. And honestly, they should just eat, eat the money, get rid of Kevin Porter Jr. Because I honestly, I don't see him playing possibly in another NF, or excuse me, NBA game ever again, to be honest with you. And I don't think any team is really stupid enough to trade for this guy. So we'll see what happens with that situation. But, yeah, man, some sensitive things to talk about. Um, but, you know, we address everything on this podcast, and we address the news that comes out each and every week. So just some crazy things to happen over the last week or so. We are coming towards the end of this podcast, and we have a special event that is coming up in the local Salt Lake City area this next week. Um, the Salt Lake Bees, if you're a local or if you're traveling to Utah, please go and check this out and go to this game. But the Salt Lake Bees are hosting their annual Gold Gold Night um, to raise awareness for childhood cancer. Um, that day will be Friday, September 22nd, 2023 at 6.30 p.m. at Smith's Ballpark here located in Salt Lake City. So if you guys could per please purchase your tickets and come out, watch a, watch a ball game and come out and support the Gold Gold Night and raise awareness for childhood cancer would be amazing. Um, wear as much yellow as possible as you can, um, not only to support the bees, but also to support the childhood cancer as yellow is the annual color for this event and uh, so if you're around in the town or if you have nothing to do on a Friday night next Friday night go ahead and please purchase tickets through my link that I will be posting in the bio um, to raise awareness for childhood cancer awareness and come out and support all of us here at the Salt Lake Bees but anyways getting into that uh, before I let you guys go from this podcast, I am going to do my fun fact of the day um, for like what I like to do for every podcast. And the fun fact of the day for September 14th, 2023 is Australia is wider than the moon. So Australia, if you look at it face to face, is wider than the moon. And it shows you just how big Australia is. It's its own country in the middle of the ocean. Um, it's the size of freaking like bigger than Texas and 
it's like all kinds of states combined. It's a, it's a ravenous, ruggedness wilderness out there. Um, one of the craziest countries to visit. I haven't personally been to Australia, but I've heard some crazy stories of people that have gone to Australia. And of course, one of the most beautiful places as well um, that you have to check out if you're on your vacation list, but there is some sights to see as they have some of the biggest and baddest animals on the planet. So I'm not surprised that, you know, Australia is so big, but that's kind of crazy to fathom, man, that the moon is so huge. The moon lights up our whole world and at night, you know, and around the world pretty much. And it's wider than the moon and the moon is humongous, man. So just kind of fathom that, how big that is. But anyways, that's the fun fact of the day for September 14th, 2023. And again, thank you guys for always listening and sticking around and tuning in every single week. Like I said, if you are enjoying the podcast, please let your friends and family know. Follow the Scarred Show Instagram post or account on Instagram at the Scarred Show. Listen to us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. And thank you guys again very much for listening and tuning in every week. I am your host, Andrew Scarborough. We are live in Salt Lake City. And this has been The Scarf Show, and we will see you guys next week.